Welcome back to Small Biz Matters with Alexi Boyd. We are speaking to John Ford all about your employer obligations and we're here at the ATO offices in Sydney. Those of you who have missed some of today's program, you can of course catch up via our website that's uh, smallbizmatters.com.au where you've got over 150 fantastic podcasts to listen to with lots of educational content just like today. Now, before the break, I was talking to John all about the uh, steps that are available as a checklist on the ATO website. Please remember there are some great resources on the ATO website which have which have come about in the last few years which are really there to help you and support you through your small business journey. And and can I just say from a, from a perspective of, of a small business person myself that the ATO has got a lot better in the last few years with I guess engaging with the small business community which is really great like being available for after our phone um, contacts for example or I just get the feeling that you're the way that you're communicating with small business is a bit more softly softly approach rather than like the hard stick approach am I right is that like a trickle down from the top? Uh, I think it's important that we recognise as you say small business is the engine room of the economy and we are um, here to support and 90, in my case, in, in terms of super guarantee, the vast majority of employers do the right thing. Yeah, tell me about those stats because you've just recently received a whole bunch of um, uh, a bunch of information coming through from the super clearing houses, which, yep. which again, lots of them, must be hard to tabulate all of that, but it's a, it's a positive thing. There are the majority of people, the vast majority of businesses are doing the right thing. Yeah, so... Uh, the funds report back to us. We got 75 million payment transactions, which covered quarters one, two, and three in 2018-19, um, and for 400,000 employers. We've analysed that, and really pleasingly, 90 to 92 percent of transactions by volume are paid on time. Brilliant. Excellent. Well done, small business. Yep. And 85 percent to 90 percent of tra- transactions by dollar value are paid on time. So that's a system at a high level that's working really well and that says to me that the vast majority of people are meeting their obligations, they're paying on time, nothing for the ATO to see or do here, as I said right from the outset. That all operates completely outside of the ATO's mandate. And uh, that's obviously a good thing for the economy because we're making sure that it's getting into the right funds on time and then all the investment that trickles through from superannuation funds. I mean, it's it's a holus bolus. It's a really important part of the economy as well. Let's talk about the uh, link between superannuation payments um, and single-touch payroll because single-touch payroll was a is currently a big change for small business in the way that they report. Mm-hmm. Um, just to remind everyone, if you have someone on payroll, even yourself, um, you need to be reporting um, on every pay event. Yep. So if you pay weekly, you have to report weekly. And really, it's not hard. It's just do it right and then often press a button if you've got the right software and that information will flow through to the ATO. And you yourself in the break, John, you were saying that you, the, the, the feedback you're getting from the small business community is it's kind of helping us all pull our socks up. Yeah, uh, I, I probably terms it in this way. It's actually giving the business owners an opportunity to understand what's happening in their books and get a real sense of their profitability, where their expenses are, where their expenses are occurring, etc. In some sense, they're digitalising, they've taken on payroll providers, etc. And it's giving them that visibility, as you say, on a pay event basis to actually say, well, how much am I paying people? Am I meeting my obligations? What was my profitability like this week? 
am I a good business that's growing? Mm. And, and wages, because it's such a huge chunk yes. of the expense, um, expenses that we have as businesses, that's, that's something that we need to consider. Yeah, and I think the other point is the, the feedback that we're getting is, as you say, uh, it is as easy as pushing a button to file. And um, at that stage, it disappears off their system. They get a little note saying filed, and uh, it comes into uh, the ATO, and we have information on a pay event, as you say, weekly, fortnightly. I think the other point you were making there was about the um, closely held, the, the directors of companies, etc. Um, I didn't cover it before, but it's really important to recognise that if you are a director in a company and you're taking a salary or wage uh, on a weekly basis and you're including that in your STP or pay event reporting, you actually have a super guarantee obligation for yourself. And a lot of times we see directors um, not pay their own super um, and I think that it's important, well, one, they're not compliant with the law. There is an obligation for them to do that, even though it's for themselves. It's also important for their own retirement. Mm. So I'd highly encourage and, in fact, to be compliant with, you know, so the ATO doesn't look, uh, that you pay your own super guarantee if you're in a closely held situation. And having said that as well, there is a, a concession where uh, you're allowed to report quarterly if mm. you've just got closely held employees. Does that just mean you and the other directors, that they're the ones that you can report quarterly? No, um, there are, there's a definition, and I might talk about that a little bit more later, but it's, it goes a little bit further than just the, the directors. So the link between single-touch payroll and super is, is really strong. The reason why the legislation is there, am I right, is to ensure that, um, that this superannuation backlog that was beginning to get larger and larger into the billions is, is, is actually um, becoming more streamlined and people are not paying late. Is that, is that one of the reasons why single-touch payroll was, was um, brought into play? Well, certainly single-touch payroll gives the ATO visibility on an employee's pay-as-you-go withholding obligation and also their super guarantee obligation and then of course at the back end when the payments are made either on a BAS or on through the information we get from the super funds uh, we can see whether those liabilities have been met because I think the important thing that we talked about at the outset is not just to recognise you have a super li liability in a pay slip but to actually make that payment and to make sure it gets to a fund on time. Yeah, this isn't just a line on your balance sheet, people. No. You need to actually, yeah, clear it out. Yeah. It's a really good point, actually, because, um, you know, we keep coming back to the fact that it is an obligation. It's not your money. It's actually the employee's money. Yeah. Um, and remembering what you were saying earlier, if there is any penalties involved or not penalties, but if there's any interest charges um, and back payments, that, that all flows through to your employee for a reason. Yeah. So... Um, is part of the legislation of having single-touch payroll in place, is that is it mandated now that superannuation companies have to give you the information by a certain time so that you can data match? Yeah. So uh, they um, basically, after the payment, there's a mandated period. It's relatively short, um, within, within days or, or a week, where once they actually have received the information, they transmit a file to the ATO which provides us with all of that information in terms of the dollars they've received. Does that go the same for self-managed super funds as well? No, it's only for the for the funds, um, the APRA, the regulated funds that are, you know, your choice funds, if I put it that way. Mm. So how do, you, um, how do you make sure that people who have got self-managed super funds are paying on time? Or is that coming? 
That's that's something we're currently talking about within the organisation um, and something we're giving consideration to. Of course, self-managed super funds are closely linked often to the business um, and so... You know, we do get some reporting in terms of the self-managed super fund has to lodge a return, uh, albeit on an annual basis. We get information in there in terms of the amount of contributions they've received and where from um, and the payments that have gone into there, we can verify. Uh, but at this stage, no, self-managed super funds and the reporting we get from funds more generally are not linked, they're not the same. What do you say to the employer or the small business who says, look, I've always been doing things the right way, I've always paid on time, you know, why do I have to suddenly start paying for software that I don't need just so that you can find out that I've always done the wrong, the right thing? Do you get a little bit of pushback from the community about that? Uh, not a lot. I think there's a, there's a bit of uh, media about those types of things. Of course, there are cheap options. There's the, the $10, I think it's a month option mm. that people can take up. And um, what I would say to the, those, the, that kind of view is I think it's really important to recognise this isn't about the ATO, this is about an employee and then about an employee getting their money. And anything we can do to make sure that, that at the end of the day those people get their retirement funds and it's available is something as a society that we should be pursuing. Can you take me through a little bit of the changes that have recently happened in and around superannuation entitlements that have recently become law? Um, just in and around, obviously, single-touch payroll was one of the one of the massive ones. Yeah. Uh, what, el- what other impacts are there? So th- there's a couple of things that uh, has re- recently become law that I might flag that when things go wrong, what the ATO has at its available to us. One of the things is we can now direct... Um, a responsible entity, normally the employer, to undertake some education. We've got an education program on our website. It's free. I'd encourage anybody who wants to really test whether they understand how the system works to do that test. Oh, there's a quiz. There's a quiz. There's a quiz at the end of it. Uh, and you can do it voluntarily. Alternatively, if we you know, see people paying constantly late or something of that nature, we can direct them to undertake the training. And then they do the quiz and they have to submit that to the ATO. And they have to get a certain mark in order to pass, otherwise they, they have do to, it. They have to, they have to pass, That's yeah. really clever, actually. Like, actually educate people if they're getting it wrong. Yeah. And, so that's, and that's come into law. That's come into law. So it's a, it's a tool that the commissioner can use or, or my staff can use to say, hey, we can see that you're getting this wrong, not because you're deliberately not paying but because you need to understand how the system works better. But we should explain that ignorance is not any sort of, you know, I- excuse whatsoever when it comes to running a business. I think mm, we've all got that. No, I think, I think that's a, a great point and um, one I'd reinforce. As you said earlier, we do as much as we can to put information and make it available. We're supplementing that now with this education course. And and let's talk about what other things are available on the ATO website for, um, apart from the education side of things, if people want to find out more as well. Yeah, so we've got some calculators on there that will help people calculate their super guarantee charge amount if they find themselves in that situation. As we discussed before, there's a lot of information about choice and how to give your employees choice and downloadable forms that people can use. Um, There's a lot of information about um, our compliance work. So for a level playing field, people who are doing the right thing can actually see what we're doing in terms of 
uh, making a level playing field. You know, just, just a couple of quick pieces of information on that. I think. Uh, and then you, and of course the, the small business newsroom, which is an excellent facility yep. for just keeping in touch with what's going on and recent changes and what you need to be aware of. And equally importantly, here is there's information for employees. Um, and it tells employees what they should be expecting from their employer and if they aren't getting what they expect, how they can raise a query with the ATO. And just finally, if those of you out there who are listening to this and thinking, oh my goodness, I'm not actually ticking all the boxes, I might not always be paying on time, um, I might not be making sure that I'm getting all the details from my staff in the first place to make sure it gets to the right place, what can people do to get on the front foot if they recognise that they're doing the wrong thing and engage with the ATO? What do people? What do you suggest for businesses in that situation? Well, the first thing I'd say is exactly what you say, engage with us. Uh, you know, the quicker somebody comes forward um, and says, I need some advice, views on this, um, help, the quicker we can point them to how to get onto the right track. We absolutely take that into consideration in terms of our approach to things like how we um, engage on penalties, etc. Generally, we find where people come forward voluntarily, um, seek assistance, look for us to get them on the right track. We're not there to actually put a punitive penalty on them um, outside what the law mandates and we assist them to get on the right track. The one thing I would say is there is a requirement under the law that if you haven't paid on time, you should lodge a super guarantee charge statement. So for those people who are sitting there thinking, hmm, haven't done the right thing, I think the first thing they should consider doing is actually lodging that super guarantee charge statement voluntarily. You know, with super and uh, with single touch payroll and uh, the fund fund data, we are getting a lot more visibility of the system. Uh, just the last fortnight or so, we've sent out about 2,500 nudges to people who were saying, hey, we can see you're paying late every time. Yeah. The next quarter's coming up. We're going to be keeping a closer eye on you. Yeah. And that's exactly right. And just don't forget about your BAS agent, your bookkeeper. You know, they've really got a finger on the pulse of your business. Engage with them. Don't ignore their emails. Make sure you're paying really close attention to anything that has something to do with obligations, deadlines and requirements, particularly with the ATO. Yeah, thanks, thanks Alexi, because that is a great point. There's a lot of advice outside of the ATO, a lot of expertise from bookkeepers, accountants, etc., make sure you're engaging with them and, and um, seeking that expertise help when you need it. Well, John, I'd like to thank you very much for having a chat to Small Biz Matters and helping to educate the small business community all about what the ATO is doing to support them to make sure that they're meeting their employer-employee obligations and when they do step in. Thank you so much for chatting to Small Biz Matters. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Any of you have missed today's program, you can have catch up via our podcast. There's over 150 on where you get your podcasts plus on our website. If you've got something you'd like us to chat to you about, then let us know and get in touch with smallbizmatters.com.au where you can also subscribe to our newsletter and find out who's coming on the show. You've been listening to Small Biz Matters. We'll be back after this.